Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, it's Super Bowl Sunday, hour number three. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs, get at us. 800-919-3776 on Twitter, Ty D. Butler, Brandon Jacobs 27. I feel good because, uh, Brandon, uh, the text went out to Wifey. We are on the same page. I said tonight, all conversations that... Uh, are had at our intimate Super Bowl party will only be about football. And if it's not about football, it has to reach a certain maximum decibel level uh, so they can't be louder than Nance and Romo. I said all kid toys have to be put away. And at no point during the game can questions be asked to the people watching said football game. So we're all on the same page. All the rules are accounted for. I feel good. So you guys are good, and you and, and you've came to terms on your Super yes, Bowl party. The signature is okay. put on the contract. We are all set and ready to go. And at this point, uh, we go to our phone lines. You welcome in your teammate, your former teammate, a Super Bowl champion in his own right. He is, of course, a co-host on Unsportsmanlike, a show you can hear on ESPN Radio every single morning uh, with Evan Cohen and Michelle Smallman. He is Chris Canty. What's up, Chris? I was just sitting here getting a laugh with your game plan for the Super Bowl because I can pretty much guarantee that it's not going to work out the way you think it is. Uh, <laughs> and when you host the Super Bowl party, there's going to be conversations about Taylor Swift, and then Travis Kelsey going to propose and the Chiefs win. There's going to be conversations about the halftime show. Let me tell you what ain't going to happen. All the talk being at your Super Bowl party about the actual game. Man. I can promise you that. So, so just so you don't set yourself up for failure – Prepare yourself because there are going to be people trying to distract you with conversations about anything but football. So here's the thing. It's a good point you make. And with five hours of preparation, I might have to go full Martin and just start kicking people the hell out. Opening the door wide (laughs) like he did with Pam. Kick, get, kick, the step get, in. get the step in. <laughs> so you get you get one time to break the rule. The second time you're on your own. So we'll see. What, what's the wow. what's the Super Bowl? Because you got the morning show, so I know it's a little bit differently. What's the setup for you tonight? Uh, the setup is simple. Um, just me chilling with the wife. As far as I'm concerned, if we do have people over, it's only going to be one or two other couples. Um, and, and that's going to be it. I got the pizzas on deck. I got the wings on deck. So we're ready to go, man. Like it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a chill Super Bowl, no big party, no big production, just sitting down, good food, and hopefully a good game. Chris, at this time, Super Bowl forty six, at this time of the day, in at this time in the day for you, what were you doing and and what went through your mind at, at this point on the on, on Super Bowl Sunday? I was just laying in the hotel bed. I was trying to get to sleep, but I knew I couldn't sleep. But I had two alarms set just to make sure I didn't oversleep because I wanted to get on the last bus heading to the stadium. You know how it is, Jake. It's just like this is the biggest game of your life. You, you thought about this moment ever since you were a little kid. Opportunity to, to win a football game and be called world champion. Not just after the game, but be called world champion for the rest of your life. And, and so – um, all of those different things are going through your mind. The journey um, that your team went on during the season, the journey that you've been on in life to lead you to this point. So those are all of the things that are racing. And I think the challenge for the 49ers and the Chiefs is, is just to make sure that those thoughts don't, don't burn you out before you actually start to play the football game. Because that's what a lot of people don't realize. Like, you can be exhausted – from all of the excitement, all of the nervous energy that you have, the 
the deviation from the normal game day routine, all of that stuff can wear on you as a player to the point where you kick the ball off and you're all of a sudden exhausted. Exhausted, At the start of the game. And and, and so I think that's the thing that you have to watch for early, the team that can manage those emotions and that can manage the, the deviation from the norm the best early in the game gives themselves a decided advantage. All right, so who do you got tonight? You got the Chiefs as underdogs, quote-unquote underdogs, according to Vegas, but, of course, going for their third uh, championship in the last five years, whereas the Niners knocking on that door, chance to finally knock it down, Brock Purdy at quarterback. Who do you like in this game? I got the 49ers. They got the best players. Now, the best players don't always make the best team. That's what Bill Parcells says, Um, and and it just so happens to be true. Um, but the Niners have the best players. I mean, they have, what, seven all-pros on the team this year, mm-hmm. five on the offensive side of the ball, and that's not including Debo Samuel or defense. Nicky Bosa didn't make an all-pro team, but he's made all-pro teams before. He's always in the conversation with defensive player of the year. That's the kind of talent that the 49ers have all over the place. So I'm picking the 49ers, and the, the reason why they, they – they could potentially lose to the underdog Kansas City Chiefs. Of course, it's Patrick Mahomes, but beyond that, it's Kyle Shanahan. A lot of people focus on the Brock Purdy of it all. I'm more concerned about Kyle Shanahan not putting his guys in positions to have success than I am Brock Purdy messing the game up. And, and so we've seen Kyle as an offensive coordinator. We've seen him as a head coach in, in the biggest of games and how he's fumbled the bag. He's also not great when he's coming from behind. I mean, he's 1-31 when he goes into the fourth quarter trail about seven or more as a head coach. That's not great. So you don't trust the 49ers with Kyle Shanahan with the big league. You don't trust them when they're trailing late in the game. So that is the only thing that gives me concern. But the 49ers, from a talent standpoint, top to bottom, 1-53, are bringing more to the party than the Kansas City Chiefs. They look like a more dominant team throughout the season. They've been favored in every single game, including this one, all season long. So I'm picking the San Francisco 49ers because they have a larger sample size, a larger body of work where they played trustworthy ball. Well, you said you're picking the 49ers, uh, but you but 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 the only thing that worries you is is them going into the fourth quarter, which they down by seven or more. They don't win the games, but the last two games in the playoffs, that's just what it was. They had to come from behind to win the game. In both of those games, so but that's still the only thing bother you, even though they showed that they can do that. Yeah, I mean it wasn't in the fourth quarter, right? At the end of the third quarter, the Lions game was tied twenty-four all. So I mean, I guess my my whole point is like if it's a fourth quarter game, and there's no reason to think it won't be because nobody blows out the Kansas City Chiefs. If it's a fourth quarter game and it's tight, do you trust Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy? And then you also have to consider the guy on the other sideline, number 15, mm-hmm. who's on the greatest of all time trajectory. So I guess that's my whole point. Like the last time the, the Chiefs were blown out, blown out, like I put that in air quotes, you got to go back to 2021. I mean, this year, I guess they got close to being a blowout. They lost over the 24-9 to the Broncos, division opponent. Yeah. Like that, that's about as close. But I mean, if you go back, you got to go back to, from that game, you got to go back to 2021, the last time they were blown out. So the Chiefs don't get blown out. Playoffs, regular, they don't get blown out. So if it's going to be a close game late, you know, do you trust Kyle Shanahan not to tighten up? Do you trust that he's going to be able to put his players in the best position to have to see? See, that's the thing. I, I, I think for the 49ers to win this game, 
Brock Purdy is going to have to overcome not only the opposing defense, not only the Chiefs defense with Steve Spagnuolo, the best big game defensive coordinator that we've seen in the last decade, but you're probably going to have to overcome, you're probably going to have to overcome some bad calls by Kyle Shanahan too. Mm. Now I'm not saying that Brock Kurt can't do that, but, but I just wonder if he can do that at a high enough level where he can be number 15 on the other sideline. Talking to Chris Cancy, he does the morning show for ESPN National. You can find him uh, on the radio, of course, also on ESPN2, uh, on Sportsman like Chris. Number 15, I mean, like this guy, we all rave about him. He's on the trajectory of, you know, becoming maybe the greatest quarterback of all time. And you just marvel at when you actually look at the resume, it's more impressive than what it feels like you're watching. This guy's lost three playoff games, two of them in overtime, one of them in the Super Bowl when he didn't have an offensive line. I just find it hard to keep betting against him. But I'll say this, because I want to get your thoughts on it. I, I floated this to Brandon. The reason why I'm rooting against the Chiefs today is because I think that it kind of ruins next regular season. If the Chiefs in their quote-unquote down year, where they had all these question marks, end the season by beating Buffalo in Buffalo, Baltimore in Baltimore, and then winning the Super Bowl, what are we talking about next year in the AFC? Like, there's nothing interesting. It's just Kansas City and everyone else. No, that's interesting. Because now all of a sudden, we can entertain the conversation about how quickly Patrick Mahomes will pass Tom Brady, who's the greatest quarterback of all time. Like, I, I, see, I look at it the opposite way. Like, the fact that he doesn't have any peers, he doesn't have any contemporaries that are on his level always adds that layer of intrigue because you're always waiting to see if there's somebody that can become his true rival, right? Well, when Tom Brady played, we didn't have to worry about who his true rival was. It was Peyton Manning. We knew that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every now and again, you would see Ben Roethlisberger. Every now and again, you'd see him in the Super Bowl against Eli Manning. But his true rival was Peyton Manning, and nobody – wanted to definitively declare a winner until Peyton Manning retired after 2015. That's when Tom Brady ends up winning, what, three more championships yeah, after that? Yeah. Yeah, 16, 18, and 20. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, no, okay, it's Tom Brady and it's nobody else. Okay, cool. But with, with Patrick Mahomes, this might be the first time that we've ever said that this is the greatest quarterback of a generation and nobody is remotely close. And so for him to continue to put – space between where he's at and the number two quarterback in the NFL. I think it's it's fascinating, and it continues to add fuel to the conversation of greatest of all time because we quite literally can't compare him to anybody that's currently playing. We have no choice but to talk about him in the context of the historical greats because those are the only resumes that can stack up to what Mahomes has done. And we're just talking about a guy that's in his sixth year as a full-time starter. Right. So, so what's your thoughts? Because I made a comment earlier about Travis Kelsey. You know, I said that in my opinion, I think Travis Kelsey is the best tight end to ever play the game. What's your so? What's your thoughts on that? Well, if he wins this ring, uh, I think he got more of a case. Um, Travis is, I, I guess he's 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 emblematic of the era that we play in. It's about throwing the football all across the yard. But, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to the tight end position, how do you quantify one's ability to block? You know what I mean? Like, how do you quantify what Rob Gronkowski meant to those Patriots teams and how Belichick was able to create personnel mismatches because of Gronkowski being on the field? I mean, if you want to match 11 personnel with nickel, 
they may just run the ball at you and force your nickel mm-hmm. to be a linebacker. You know what I mean? If you, if you want to play base coverage, well, he's an 11 personnel. He's going to split out Rob Gronkowski, and he's a matchup nightmare for linebackers and safety. So uh, I just I, I don't you know I just that's the part that's tough for me because you you're dismissive of you know some of the all time great tight ends that were able to impact the game not only in the passing game but in the running game as well. All right, let me ask you this, and I'll preface it by saying. I think that he is a Hall of Famer. But Eli Manning um, is going to now be eligible. You know, he's going to be in that next class, first year of eligibility. And I'm so excited for this conversation to hit the national airways because locally, you know, everyone's pretty much going to be uh, in sync and unison saying, yeah, he's definitely in the Hall of Fame. But he's got such a unique resume, man. Because he's got the six, he's got the uh, two Super Bowl MVPs, of course. Only one of, uh, only six guys in NFL history have won Super Bowl MVPs. They're all either in the Hall of Fame or going to the Hall of Fame. You look at Bradshaw, Starr, Montana, Brady, Mahomes. He's top 10 in three major categories, yards, touchdowns, completions. But then the other part of that is like, never been first, first or second all-team pro. Uh, never won a single playoff game outside of those two uh, two runs in the Super Bowl, so it's just a it's a fun conversation to have because it's such a unique resume. Where do you stand on all of this? That's your former teammate. I mean, uh, I mean, he's going to the Hall of Fame. I mean, I don't understand the argument against him. I mean, you win two Super Bowls and two Super Bowl MVPs. Is there anybody that's been able to put that on their resume and not go to the Hall of nope. Fame? I mean, two Super Bowls. Maybe Jim Plunkett won two Super Bowls. I don't think he won two Super Bowl no, MVPs. No, he didn't win two he Super Bowl two, MVPs. Yeah, nah. He won two Super Bowls, but not two Super Bowl MVPs. So, but I mean, yeah, the two Super Bowls pretty much assures that you're going to be in the Hall of Fame and then the MVPs is the icing on the cake. But I'm a big believer in competitive greatness. Being at your best and your best is required. And, and all you got to do is look at those two runs that Eli had and and who we beat throughout the course of those runs, that was, you know, really, really impressive. Uh, I mean, he, he beat, you know, some of the greatest to ever do it. And, and so I don't, I don't know how you dismiss that. I mean, you know, going on the road and beating the Dallas Cowboys that were 13-3, and three, I was on that team as one of the best teams ever assembled in the 2000s and 2007. Going to Green Bay and beating the Brett Favre-led Green Bay Packers. I mean, doing it again in 2011 when the team was led by Aaron Rodgers and they were 15-1. and one. I mean, you name it, he's done it, not to mention beating the undefeated Patriots in, in Super Bowl 42 and then turning around and doing it again just to show everybody he wasn't a fluke in 2011. But beyond that, just think about the moments that Eli was able to put together. I mean, the throw to David Tyree, the throw to Mario Manningham, those are iconic. Mm-hmm. Those are two of the top five throws and catches, pitching catches in the Super Bowl. Like two top five throws and catches, like pitch and catch in in, in Super Bowl history. I I don't know. Like you can't tell the the story of the Super Bowl and the history of the Super Bowls without talking about those throws. Mm -hmm. So uh, how could you exclude Eli Manning when he was able to put his team on the winning side of those games with two late go-ahead drives and two big-time throws? That's what we celebrate about sports, being able to rise to the challenge. I mean, listen, the throw to, Mar- the throw to David Tyree, people can call it fluky, whatever. All right, great, whatever. The throw to Mario Manningham, and Jake was there, and like Jake can tell you, the, the throw to Mario Manningham 
I mean, you can take the best quarterbacks and try to throw a hundred times. You know, not very many of those guys are going to hit that throw under those circumstances. That's how good Eli was in those situations. So I don't, I don't know how you can make a legitimate argument against him being a Hall of Famer, and I, I'd be surprised if he wasn't first back. You know, people are going to make that argument against him, you know, because he, was, he wasn't the guy. He wasn't this flashy guy. He didn't have that, that dog-type attitude uh, that, that people want. Like, he didn't – he wasn't – you know, he wasn't flashy. You know, so people are going to say that. But the guy was absolutely a dog when it came down to it. You know, when we needed Eli, he was there. When, when we had the ball with two minutes on the clock and we was down by three, three or four points, we won the game. And I, I got to credit that to to Eli. I mean, but you're going to have people that fight against it and just say he was a boring guy. He didn't give you – you know, he wasn't consistently playing on all the same level. All I would do – Jake, 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 all I'm going to do is go to the Manning and throw. I'll That's go it. back to – oh, you like Manning and all the same. Go back to the Manning and throw. Just, just go back to the throw. That's all I can tell you. Just go back to the throw. Time and four to make that throw into that cup. You know the right. kind of stones you got to have to do that? Yes. <laughs> like to have that kind of belief in yourself that you can put it on Mario Manningham. And no disrespect to Rio, because Rio was a good, good, good receiver. But even Bill Belichick said in that game, that was a cruise mixed game. It was a cruise mixed Super Bowl. That's where all the attention was. He threw to Mario Manningham in double coverage in that situation because yep. he knew he could make that throw. Yep. It was absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. And that took skill. And, and and for him to put that ball right over Mario Manningham's shoulder and Mario knowing he has, he has the sideline right there, guys normally come down and get the toe tap side by side. He had, the, he had them right in front of each other. His foot, his right foot, I mean, his right foot was right in front of his left foot, evenly on the sideline to catch that ball to make it in bounds. That, and you know, like I said earlier, this, that skill from two guys coming together to make that play. He, you know, Eli with the throw right over the shoulder and double coverage and, and, and Manningham, you know, to, to get his feet down like he did to make the catch. Unbelievable. Chris, let me let me get you out of here with this. Um, if you were in that locker room for San Francisco and you heard all the chatter about Purdy and you know is it is it, is it McCaffrey or you know is it Debo like who's the guy who's the engine and you've got to have a, a little pep talk with Brock Purdy ahead of this game what are you telling him oh, I'm not talking to Brock Purdy before the game no I don't want to do that don't play those games Ty. listen we do what we do we do exactly what we did to get us here Right. Players are creatures of habit. We don't need to deviate from the norm. I'm not going to have a conversation with him before the big game if I don't have conversations with him before every game. So you're not going to treat the Super Bowl any differently. I mean, it is the Super Bowl, and it's a different schedule and all those things, but you want to have things as close to normal as you possibly can because you hope that you'll be able to replicate the success that you've had all season, which led you to the opportunity to get here. So I don't think you have to have a conversation with Brock Purdy. I think you have to have the focus on going out there and executing, doing what it takes to win your particular matchup. And if you got enough guys doing that collective build every given play, the results will take care of themselves. I love it, man. That's Chris Canty. Check him out every morning on Sportsman like ESPN Radio. Evan Cohen, Michelle Smallman, they're also on ESPN2. Enjoy the game, man. Really appreciate you hanging out with us today. 
All right, enjoy Super Bowl Sunday, fellas. All right, big dog. All right, let's hit a quick break. 800-919-3776. We'll continue to talk about this game. Also got to talk uh, quickly about Saquon Barkley. Uh, He was on with Carlin versus Joe this past week. There's some rumors he could be headed uh, headed for the Chargers if the Giants decide that they are not going to franchise tag him. So let's talk about that, uh, and we'll wrap the show with your calls. 800-919-3776, marching toward 2 o'clock, right here on 98.7 ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. Here we go. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs. Going to a 2 o'clock Larry Hardesty coming up next. Right here on 98.7 ESPN. All right, Saquon Barkley was a guest on the network, Carlin versus Joe. And he was asked about his current contract status. Here's what Saquon Barkley had to say. I'm kind of numb to it, uh, you know. Uh, there's a lot that you can't control. Um, I, I align myself with a great team, and you know, just let them handle it. Um, whatever happens, happens. Like I said before, or and, and prior on the tweet, it is what it is, and it's a business. I get it. I just, just, just want to go out there and play the game that I love. And I kind of hate this part, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and, and last year, I think I allowed that to get to me. Um, this year, my focus is just control what I can control. Took the time off to, to let my body heal a little bit. Now, when I get back to the swing of the things and also continue putting right things in my body, and that's what we're, we're so good to all. So here's here's what gets me. Um, Saquon, it, it sounds like the rumors are the Giants not expected to franchise tag him. If this is true, then I wonder if there's anything that he could have done this year that would have persuaded them to bring him back. Because I get like he missed three games and injuries continue to be a giant, not even question mark. You just know that at some point he's going to get hurt throughout in, in, a, in a given season. But just based on production, what he means to the locker room, uh, he's the face of the franchise, what he means to the fan base, it just doesn't feel like there's anything he could have done this past season to change their minds about you know committing to him long term. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, well, other than missing those three games, probably playing all games and uh, – Leading the league in rushing and doing those things, you know, being as as productive as he possibly can on the run and pass, I think that would have been a no-brainer to bring him back. Uh, those things didn't happen due to injury. Uh, still one of the most dynamic players in the NFL, you ask me. Um, but I think after the negotiation, uh, like after all the negotiations from last year, I, I, I just don't know if the Giants are willing to – Give a contract or and or give them a franchise tag again. I I don't th- I I just think that they I think they're going to move on from Saquon, which I, that's not something I would do. If I'm the GM, I would try to offer something and see what comes of it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see him being there this year, I, this upcoming season. So so why I'm so perplexed is because either direction you go in, to me, the best option is to bring him back. Right. If you're rolling with Daniel Jones, you are signing up for, all right, let's just give it one more shot. It's the it's the second year of a four-year contract, but he really only has two years to guarantee. Yeah. He's coming back from a torn ACL, had the neck injury, but we're going to give this thing one more shot. Isn't it in your best interest to bring back the guy who helped Daniel Jones become what he is? Because we saw two years ago that combination worked well enough for them to not just make the playoffs but win a playoff mm-hmm. game? Like, wouldn't that make more sense? Or the flip side to that, and I know you're not big on this um, being a possibility, but if they draft a quarterback, don't you want your young quarterback to have one of the, what, 
three best running backs in all of football coming out his back uh, coming out of the backfield. Yeah, it's it's all positive for the Giants to keep Saquon. I mean, you you want to look at things. I mean, he's a leader of the offense. He's a leader of the whole team. You ask me. Um, yeah, so I would feel comfortable as a as a new quarterback uh, to have a guy at least to, you know you know somebody that I have to throw the ball to to get the ball to that's at the top at the upper echelon of the league. You know, I I, I wouldn't be comfortable having a guy throwing the ball or giving the ball to some subpar guys around him who none who he can really trust and believe in you know um i, I don't know man i mean and, and with this being the last year for daniel jones after well, the last year guarantee i'm still not on board with him taking the quarterback because I, I i don't think it's needed if i'm the giants i'm trading out of that first round and, I don't, and i'm gonna have a bunch of mid-round picks and have a chance to get some guys at positions that we need you know, you get you know you get opportunity to get more than one guy, more than one lineman, you know, without passing up on something that you need. I think you got a better opportunity to 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 at least hit the nail on the head if you got three guys to choose from. I will say I'm intrigued by that Chargers rumor, though, man. So Harbaugh's there, Herbert's going to be back, Saquon with you know Keenan Allen, um, Mike Williams. Um, job Palmer, the tight end, the guy. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Give Everett. them some some weapons, man. They, they, yeah, they have some weapons. Give the ball to. Uh, defensively, they, 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 they should be pretty solid. I, I think it's a good fit. Believe it or not, yeah, you know, I think it's a good. fit. I want to see Saquon with the legitimate quarterback and some weapons around him, and not have to just be the entire offense. Because we know he can do it. We know mm-hmm. he can be the entire offense. We saw it a couple of years ago, and since he's been here, he's at, what was it twenty when they draft him twenty eighteen. With 2019, since he's been here, he's been their best player by far. But mm. it's just going to be weird seeing seeing him in a different uniform. And I get hey, man, that man, NFL it, to happen. It happens, man. I it get happens. it. No, I get it. I knew you were going to say that. But just him, it's just different. It's weird. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll see. I'm rooting for him. I, I want to see Saquon get his money and whoever's willing Me to too. give him that and a chance to win. Uh, as long as you know he doesn't do well in games against my team, I'm all for it. 800-919-3776. We take a break. Come right back. Predictions coming up, too. You're going to get Tom and, 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 and Harvey involved. So I'm excited to hear what they got to say about this game. Uh, all coming up before we get out of here at 2 o'clock, right here on 98.7 ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. All right, so tell me how you feel about this, Brandon. Because I'm just, uh, Tom Bauer had me going through like a thought exercise during the break about like past Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. So I asked him like, do you think we're in for like a thriller tonight or is this going to be one of those stinkers? We've, we've gotten pretty lucky. Last year, KC Philadelphia was fantastic. I was rooting for Jalen Hurts. That fumble was unfortunate. It completely changed the game. The year before that, Cincinnati, and that came down to a final possession. Year before that, Rams Cincinnati came down to the final possession. Uh, Chiefs Bucks was an awful game. But Niners Chiefs the year before was great. Year before that, Patriots Rams thirteen three was just dreadful. But then the year before that, we had you know Nick Foles throwing for four hundred yards, Brady throwing for five hundred yards. So we've gotten kind of lucky. Four of the last six years have been fantastic. What's your feeling on tonight? You think we get a a, a nice one, or is this going to be one of those uh, we're bored at the end of it? I think we get a nice one. I mean, I know the Chiefs have. I know the Kansas City Chiefs has really good defense, but I think it's going to be. Kind of, I think it's going to be really hard to contain. 
the ability that the San Francisco 49ers has on offense. Um, but I, th- I really think it's going to be a, a really a thriller. I think it's going to be uh, a, a 31-34 type game. You know, mm, the, you know, the like last that. team, last team with last team with the ball wins type thing. I think it's going to be a very interesting game. How about this? Did you see the story this past week? Uh, I want to say it might have been Tuesday. The hotel the Niners were staying in, the the fire alarms just started going off at like six in the morning, mm-hmm. and they gravitated toward this conspiracy theory that you know the Chiefs had something to do with it. It was Christian McCaffrey on the fire alarm going off in their hotel. It's not the first time that's happened to us this year. It's not random. I don't care what anyone says, but it is what it is. You know, I think when you're on the road, you have to expect adversity, and that's part of it. It's it's a fire alarm. It's it's nothing, you know. You got to wake up a few minutes earlier and just kind of piss us off a little bit, which is fine. <laughs> but, yeah, it is what it is. You think that was uh that was a coincidence that the fire alarms just started going off in the, the visitor's locker room? I mean, the visitor's hotel? Um... It doesn't necessarily mean people are stupid. You know, you might have some drunk person standing in the hotel <laughs> in, in the middle of the night, pull, you know, pull the fire alarm and, and, and go off. It doesn't necessarily have to have anything to do with the 49ers. Has that ever happened to you staying in the hotel? Yes, it, yes, it's happened. I mean, it has happened. I just think it's probably some drunk person. You're in, you're in Las Vegas. You that that's, And actually, it happened to me in Las Vegas, actually. You got drunk people wandering, in, you know, the uh, hallways and doing dumb stuff. I caught one. I, I caught one couple, and I mean, not couple. I, I caught one, uh, two friends in the in the middle of the hallway at the in uh, the you know, the cosmopolitan wrestling, like, and the and their friends was like the like you know, like the referee, like they were wrestling in the middle of the hall, like it was like three in the morning. They wrestled. I'm talking about wrestling. Like he was trying to pin, they were like they were trying to pin each other. How old like, are these wrestling. guys? Like they were, they were twenty one, twenty two years old, like that. Like man. that's what it is. It's no conspiracy theory. I just think it's people being stupid. It's probably people that don't even think the forty nine that uh, that you know that don't even know that they're staying there. Wait, you did know? you say anything to these gentlemen who were at three o'clock in the morning wrestling no, each other? No, I, I did not because I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't know them, and I didn't know what type of demeanor that they would have been on. So I kind of just walked right by and went to my room. It was just, just like that. I didn't want to say anything because it didn't really bother me if they wrestled or not, but they were drunk. You smelled it all over them. You know, one of the guys had his shirt off. It looked like he had just fell on the script or something and, and cut <laughs> himself. Like it was just a, a whole bunch of stuff going on, man. And, and that wasn't a conspiracy. Like it, that was no reason to, you know, have a conspiracy theory toward that, but people get drunk and they do stupid stuff all the time. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, you know, because Vegas, you know, especially it being in Vegas, man. They, they say what happens in Vegas stays in yeah, Vegas. There's a lot of yeah. shenanigans going on. Absolutely, uh, in Vegas. Uh, I think a, a big winner tonight, and we hit on this a little bit uh, when RJ was on, uh, could be Kyle Shanahan because uh, Purdy's dominating the conversation. Rightfully, he's the quarterback. Shanahan in his career, seventy-two and fifty-four as a head coach, eight and three in the postseason. Uh, he was the assistant coach of the year with the 2016 Falcons. He has shown that every quarterback, for the most part, under him gets better. The only time Matt Ryan looked like an MVP, his offensive coordinator was Kyle Shanahan. He won it that year in 2016. Jimmy Garoppolo, who right now can't find a job, got benched for Aiden O'Connell, took this team to a Super Bowl. And now we've got the final pick 
uh, in that draft with Brock Purdy uh, right on the doorstep of winning a Super Bowl. So I think that winning this game tonight, uh, he solidifies himself as a champion, one of the best offensive minds in the at the very least in recent NFL history, and he's one of the best coaches in football. And, and long gone would be those criticisms about him not winning the big game because we've seen him blow it. The Falcons, Patriots, Super Bowl, we've seen him blow it. The, the 2019 Super Bowl, they were up 10 in the fourth quarter. Big opportunity for Kyle Shanahan tonight. Yeah, and you know what? I think Kyle Shanahan is a great enough offensive mind to try to figure out ways to find holes in this Kansas City Chiefs defense. Uh, he has the he, he ace in a hole. He has Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, man. He has Chris McCaffrey who can do anything. He, he can play any style of football. If you want Chris McCaffrey to line up in the eye and run power, he could do that. If you wanted to line up in the slot and run quick routes on linebackers and, and deep 12 yards, deep safeties, and they have to make tackles on a 200-and-something pound running back with, with crazy speed and strength in the open field, that's, that's – like, that's how I'm using him, you know. So he, he has that guy to be able to get the – you got Debo Samuels. You know, you got a lot of guys you got you know that you can go to uh, in this game, you know. And he's going to need to be able to use everybody because the, the Kansas City defense is, is good and they've been good consistently throughout the season. So, I mean, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan has a great enough mind to get all of those guys involved and you know, to make this game a little bit easier for themselves. You know, I just I just don't see the Chiefs uh, coming out losing this game with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and all the stuff that's being talked about around their team and you know, knowing that they can cap this off at a down season and knowing how, how incredible it will be for Andy Reid's legacy, tra- uh, Travis Kelsey's legacy, and Patrick Mahomes' legacy. So, I mean, they're playing for a lot. Do you think that there's a chance – that if Mahomes doesn't uh, let me let me find a way to ask this so that it makes sense. If Brock Purdy is great in this game, do you think that there's any chance the Niners don't win it? Because for all the reasons you mentioned, McCaffrey, we know he's going to be awesome. Shanahan's got that offense designed to just be explosive, and if they can have a field day on that on that Chiefs defense and Purdy's like a big part of it, you think there's any shot the Chiefs can overcome that? Yes, I do. If 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 Brock Purdy's on his game, if he's not managing the game and he's changing the game, I think the 49ers got an opportunity to win the game because yet they add another weapon in Brock Purdy if he can turn into a game changer. Now I'm saying that do the Chiefs have a chance? Like if Purdy's awesome, you still give the Chiefs no, a good no, 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 okay. not, no, not a chance in hell. Okay. Absolutely not. No. So and that's yeah. I'm sorry, I, I misunderstood your question. No, no, that's that's fine. So what we're saying is, because I agree with you, I think if Purdy's awesome tonight, the Niners win. Absolutely. I think that I do think though, if Mahomes, like if Mahomes, I don't think Mahomes has to be great for Kansas City to win because we've seen them win. We we saw them last week or two weeks ago. I don't necessarily think he was fantastic in the game. They scored 17 points, but the defense put the the Ravens in a blender. Uh, but that's going to be fascinating to watch tonight. 800-919-3776. Coming up next, our final segment of the show. Final show of the season. We're going to give our football predictions. And we'll do it right here on 98.7 ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. How about this? Uh, Schefter just... Oh, there we go. Uh, 
Oh, I like that one. Alicia Keys, huh? <laughs> when everything, everything means nothing. Yes, oh. sir. Now, see, I listen to that over Usher every single time, man. Well, the reason why he's playing this is because he's now going to artists who is who have been featured on Usher's song. So we mm-hmm. found Alicia Keys, who of course did mm-hmm. my boo with Usher. And we found we finally found someone that you, you would sing along with on the radio. So I like that. <laughs> it only took us to the last segment of the last show know, of the uh, year. Hey, wish, wish you would have debuted these vocals earlier on, my G. Yeah, man. man. What's next, man? Let's go. <laughs> All right. So I found I found this pretty interesting. Schefter put this out uh, before we get to our predictions. Follow me here because it's a little bit long-winded. But in the 2017 NFL draft, uh, the Niners had the second pick. Patrick Mahomes was not a part of their study because they believed they were going to sign Kirk Cousins in free agency the next year and reunite Kirk Cousins, who obviously you know was in Washington with Kyle Shanahan. But those plans were scuttled when the Patriots offered and traded Jimmy Garoppolo to the Niners in 2017, right? The one quarterback the Niners did trade up to get in the 2017 draft was C.J. Beathard who they selected third o- or th- in the third round, 104th overall. But check this out. Beathard eventually leaves San Francisco, signs with Jacksonville, and in return, the Niners get the compensatory pick in that draft. Guess what pick that was? The last one. The seventh round pick, the very last pick, and they, of course, draft Brock Purdy. And look at, and look at the... <laughs> And look at this guy now. This, you know, look at him go. Look at him look now. Look at him go, man. On the doorstep of winning a Super it's Bowl. Interesting, though. Could you Very imagine the Super Bowl MVP goes to Mister Irrelevant? Irrelevant. Oh my God! And the list of uh, of quarterbacks to beat Mahomes in the playoffs are yep. Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, and Brock. <laughs> oh man, that's gonna be so fun! All right, let's get your predictions. Uh, Brandon, need a final score from you. 31-34, I'm going to go with Kansas City. All right, Tom, stepping up to the plate. Here we go. What you got for us? 35 Kansas City, 21-49ers, sure, only because that's how my boxes lined up, and I that's the score that lines up with the boxes. You love them boxes. You're a big box guy, right, Tom? Oh, of course. <laughs> love He loves the boxes. All right, how about you, Harvey? What do you got for us? Chiefs 30, Niners 17, Steve Spagnuolo, Hall of Fame track. He's going to do it again. So they got blowouts. These guys don't even have the Niners being competitive. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, uh, 34, 31 is what I got because they got so much firepower with the 49ers. Um, I can't just say it's, it's going to be like that. I mean, 30, 34, 31 for me because the team is actually loaded with talent, so. All right, Joe Leo, you're here just, you know, getting ready for Larry Hardesty. He was coming up next. Make sure you guys lock into Larry. He's going to carry you uh, through Super Bowl Sunday. Jay Bromley's going to be on the show. Uh, help talk to him about the big game tonight between the Niners and the Chiefs. Jamie Harris also going to be on the program of New York Amsterdam News to talk about the Knicks. So make sure you tune into Larry Hardesty. Uh, produced by Joe Leo, who's sitting in the studio right now. Welcome to the show, Joe. Thanks, Ty. Thanks for having me, man. Shout out to your Brooklyn Nets. They're red hot right uh, now. Red hot. Stop. Stop. Uh, give me a Super Bowl prediction. What do you got, buddy? I got 24-20 Chiefs over San Francisco. So you were texting me all last week making fun of me uh, for betting against Mahomes. So you feel you, you feel good to rub that in my face. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I'm just going to say this. I have a ton of money on the Chiefs. I have a ton of money on Mahomes 
over passing yards, MVP for the Super Bowl. So I don't see any way that San Francisco wins this game. Sorry. I'm not betting against Mahomes. All right. I'll go 28-24. I'm taking Kansas City, their third championship in five years. I'm not betting against Patrick again. Uh, Made that mistake against Buffalo. Made it again against Baltimore. I'm not doing it again this time. Even if they lose, I don't feel badly about, you know, rolling with Patrick Mahomes. Who you got for the Super Bowl MVP, uh, Mr. Brandon Jacobs? Ooh, I'm going with Pacheco. Ooh, shout out to the running backs. I'm going with because, man, that team in the down year that we talked about, yep. that team not as good without him. No, of course not. He's, Absolutely He's been not. awesome. Seventh round pick, by the way. Right. You cannot take a running back and put them in, in, and put them in that system and they do as well as him. He runs hard. He's breaking tackles. He's a key cog in that offense, especially uh, when they're in the red zone. So I like that pick. Shout out to the running backs. Folks are trying to tell us they're not as valuable as they used to. Uh, But we're going to get a running back as a Super Bowl. And and, and hold on now. You can run the ball on San Francisco. You can, absolutely. You can run it on them. And you can run the ball on the Chiefs too, which is why McCaffrey could have a big game. Right. So maybe the running backs will give us a good show in tonight. That'll help Saquon out in his contract negotiation. So <laughs> I've got 28-24, rolling with Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes, for the third time in his career, uh, wins the Super Bowl MVP. So we'll have, what, two regular season MVPs, three Super Bowl MVPs, three championships, and he is pacing to become the greatest quarterback we have ever seen. Yo, all season long, 21 weeks, we've had a blast. Thank you, Brandon. Had a fun time doing the show with you, my man. Absolutely. I had a blast as well, brother. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Enjoy the game tonight. That'll do it for us. Uh, Appreciate Tom. Appreciate Harvey. Appreciate Joe. We got Larry Hardesty coming up. Line up the phone calls. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs signing off for the final time. Super Bowl Sunday right here on 98.7 ESPN.